He died. All right, dude. Come on. Let's do one. this. All right. I know what you're doing. You're goofing off too much. I never goof. Too much. Okay. I'm going to start the song right now. Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! This is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast where every week we get into uh, our Fearless Beer Review, then we get into our final pickups that leads into the songs of the week, and then we wrap it up with some new music and other happenings in the music world. My name is Tyler, and way out there, hundreds of miles away, is Jeff. Uh, while you're listening, go to Apple Podcasts, go to Spotify, give us five stars on both of those stupid streaming sites. All the social media is at Asinine Radio, so get into that. We have a Discord server. If you want to join that, head us up. We'll send you the link. And we have a phone number you can call, leave us a voicemail. The phone number is 503-893-5307. So get into that. And uh, that's all I got for the boring intro. So let's jump right into our Fearless Beer Review. So what do you got, Jeff? Go. I have this beer called Blood Orange Wit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. This Sounds is like a it blood, could be hit or miss. This is a blood orange uh, Belgian, Belgian style Belgian. fruit beer, so like a wit beer, and uh, it says that they use like 200 pounds of or- blood oranges in each batch. Jesus fresh, Christ. fresh blood oranges from local. They're they're based out of Temecula, so fresh blood oranges from local um, orchids, orchards, orchids, orchards, orchards, orchards. Yeah, blood orange orchards, blood orange um, orchards. This is 5%, 16 IBUs. It's a uh, 16 ouncer. I'm not like a huge fan of blood oranges. Be- I-, I don't think I hate them or anything. I just don't think I've ever really had one in my adult life outside of like <laughs> a blood orange margarita or something. Yeah, I don't think I've ever had a blood orange ever, actually. The actual fruit. They've had plenty of oranges, but not a blood orange. I've heard people talk about them and how much they love blood oranges because I-, I think they're just a little bit a little bit more tart than a normal orange so it kind of gives like a sweet and, and tart kind of balance thing okay, i don't know right. but um yeah. but yeah this is this is what i have and i think this is like it, so the brewery is called refuge brewery based out of tomato like i said and i think this is like their flagship beer this is like what they're known for okay i've never even heard of them i don't think i've never heard of them either okay but, um, well yeah that's what i got hopefully it's good it smells disgusting <laughs> it doesn't really. I mean, I don't really like whip beers. I don't, yeah, I don't like, uh, yeah, I don't. I don't like any of that stuff. But um, I don't. Know, the blood orange sounded kind of good. All right. So, uh, so I got something from a brewery called Santa Monica Brew Works in California, in Santa Monica, California. And uh, this is a, a double IPA. It is called what the fuck is it called? Shit, what is it called? I forgot where I put my stuff. Plenty it's uh, head head in the clouds. That's what it's called. It's called Head in the Clouds, double IPA. It is 8.5 ABV, so it's a strong boy. Uh, this is a 16-ounce can, and uh, I actually didn't realize this was a double IPA. I thought it was a hazy, but uh, yeah, it's double IPA. Hopefully, it's good. It actually pours out pretty nice, pretty pretty orangey. It actually looks like a hazy. It doesn't look like a typical typical uh, double double IPA, so hopefully, it's good. Really hope it's good. Head in the Clouds, Feet in the It actually smells pretty good. Smells pretty, pretty, pretty good. But all right, so let's uh, let, let's get ready. Let's drink this, and then we will uh, rate this with our world famous three point rating system, where three is a perfect beer, two is a good beer. You're going to continue to drink. One is a bad beer, but give it a shot, and zero is a drain point. So let's get it going. Okay, here we go. Oh wow, that's not bad at all. Mm. Okay. What do you think, of yours? I like that. I kind of like that. She likes it. He really likes it. <laughs> Mikey likes it. I am. Um, I mean, I don't know what the blood orange part of this is. I taste orange. I guess it's blood orange. I don't know. It but is. is it? I guess. <laughs> I mean, I would assume, I right? I fucking don't know. Blood orange from your oranges. What are you talking about? 
<laughs> but, I, but I don't know. I, I guess the blood orange like like takes away from the <laughs> the, the, like the yeasty yeast like yeast <laughs> the yeasty <laughs> the yeasty smell and taste of, of like the whipped beer i don't know it's not bad it's it's not bad at all it it tastes a lot better than it smells it smells kind of like a hoe garden and that's just fucking nasty yeah hoe garden's terrible but this With is abv on it 5 okay smashable crushable yeah it's it's a little it's a little heavy it's a little heavy it's ooh oh but wow. that's this, how wet that, beers are that's a little old too. It says drink by two sixteen two thousand twenty two. Yeah, that's old. I mean, Mike would have poured that out. Yeah, this is drink for. This is DP. <laughs> no, but it's, right. it's not bad. I I have not rated this on on Untapped yet, but it's like some uh, some friends have. But that's kind of fun. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's Always not bad. Fun. Good. I'm glad you like it. So, where would you rate it? It pours a lot clearer than I thought it was going to pour too. It pours it pours clearer than like a blue moon. Really? Yeah. Weird for a whip beer. Um, mm. Mm-mm. sounds tasty. God, I'm, I'm actually know, interested in, in trying it. This is weird because every every gulp I take is a little bit different. Some gulps are are very yeasty tasting, and then some <laughs> gulps are very like blood orangey, balancing the yeast taste. And some gulps are real good, and some gulps are just okay. That's all right. I give it. I give it. I give it. I give it. I give, I give it, it two. I give it. <laughs> Solid two, solid two. What do you think I was? Damn. Building? No, I didn't. <laughs> Idiot. Yeah, I give it a two. I, I only have one, so I will have to go out and buy another one. But I would buy this again if it was like a four pack for ten bucks. I'd buy this again. Uh, it seems a little, little cheap for a craft beer like that. And because I mean, also because we were sitting around with our PBBs, our prepod beers. This did warm a little because it's fucking mm. hot here. Already? And uh, yeah, dude, it was like 110 today. It's oh, like, fuck, man. That's a dry It was like though. 74 today. It was 74 here today. Oof. It was nicey. It was nicey. So nicey. It's perfect pool weather, though. That's, that's true. Yeah. Did you even go in the pool? I, I went in the pool yesterday. I went in the pool. Kyle in the pool. Everybody went in the pool Kyle yesterday. The pool. <laughs> I was waiting for that Everybody one. went in the pool yesterday. <laughs> even the dogs went in the pool. Really? Mm-hmm. No, they didn't. No. Ellie loves the pool. Really? That's weird. She does. She jumps in on her own. Even when like we're just out there watering the garden, she'll just jump in the pool. Yeah. Okay, so you give your uh, your beer a two out of three. And this uh, this double IPA of mine. This is surprisingly good. It does have some of a kick, especially toward the end. But it is a. Uh, it tastes more like a hazy than anything else. So this is a. Uh, it's a pretty solid beer considering how strong it is and. I'm I'm digging it. I'm really enjoying it. So with that, I'm gonna give this a two point two five. That's Definitely like your go dream, back to right? A high percentage double IPA that tastes like a hazy. Mm. Come on. No, I don't. I don't necessarily like high percentage beers. I'm not Ryan. Yeah, but That's you Ryan's like. Thing. But like, we all drink beer f- for the end purpose of getting like at least a buzz. Not Mike. Not Mike. Uh, bullshit. He drinks it only for the taste. He drinks it only for the taste. No way. I don't <laughs> believe that for a second. I don't either. It's bullshit. Not for a second. We <laughs> we drink because we like we like the feeling. We like to get yeah. a little buzz on. Even if it's just minor, minor buzz. You know, listen to some records, get a yeah. little buzz, maybe make Do some, some podcasting. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Mike is lying. He's yeah, totally of course lying. he's lying. Absolutely. I don't appreciate it. Oh, <laughs> uh, boy. All right. So uh, we gave our both of our beers uh, bah, 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 two and a 2.5. So let's get into our vinyl pickups. And like I said, that leads into the songs of the week. So what do you got, Jeff? Go. I actually have so much this week. So really? much. My backlog is just, it's it grows because now I work at a record store and I get just yeah. I get paid in records. So it just, they're starting to pile up now. But it's all just like banger piling up after banger piling up after banger piling up. That's debatable. No, it's not. So what do you got? Um, do you want me to start with the purge piles, or do, you can do or whatever like, you want? This is your or my, like my good stuff. So you want the PPs or the, or the GSs? What do you want? Uh, let's do the purge pile. The PPs. All right, we'll start with the PPs first. So <laughs> actually, I'll do the GSs because the the PP goes into my pick of the week. Okay, so I'm gonna, yeah. So I'm gonna, I, oh, I don't know why I okay. asked you. Now it makes sense. Yeah, now exactly, sense. exactly. So the first thing is uh, Neil Young, Young Shakespeare. Ah, this yes, finally. Finally got around to, this was the third time I've listened to this, um, actually, because 
I mean, it's it's honestly, it's not like anything different than any other Neil Young acoustic thing I've heard. But that's just, it's all gold. Like, it's all gold, Jerry. All gold. Yeah. Yep. And this one's funny because the Sugar Mountain song, he, like, complains about it kind of and says, oh, I fucking didn't even like this song. And I wrote 100 tracks or 100 verses. And I picked the best one and they picked the worst one. So here's the worst one. He's like, you <laughs> smug fucking guy. You I shut know. up. You're such a little cuck. When it's like literally one of his best songs. No, I absolutely. I love Sugar Mountain. I and he knows. Like he knows how great it is because he played in his last song. That was his last song mm-hmm. on the on yeah, the album. Yeah. It was his closer, so he knows how fucking good it is. He's a little cuck. But damn, dude, this is just <laughs> this is just so good. Just strip down Neil Young. Like you can't go wrong. You cannot go wrong with this at all. Any way, shape, or form. This is perfect. It's so good. I agree. I fucking love it. I've I've listened to it several times since I got it. Because we got it around the same time, like within like a week or two of each other. Yeah. Yeah. You I, bought I, I it and then like it. I found it used like the next week after you had mentioned it. <laughs> it's so fucking good. I, I love it so much. Yeah. It's it's fantastic. It's stupid good. Yeah. I think it was from 19, it was recorded in 1974 from what I re- remember. But so it was like, like in the golden year? era. Yeah. No, released last month. Last month. Yeah. Last month. But I, I think that was, I, to me, that's like, to me, the golden era of Neil Young. So that's so good. Mid seventies, fucking forget about it. Yeah, that's at least the era of of Neil Young that just really. There's nothing bad. No, there's not even anything well, kind of like Harvest, good. Harvest is his weakest, his weakest thing during that era. But that's just because in comparison, everything else is so much better. Like I haven't listened to Harvest period. like like since we started collecting. Mm-hmm. Because Harvest was the one that got me to keep most of the Neil Youngs. Because when I was looking, when when we first when I first started collecting, I got a bunch of Neil Young, and I was just like kind of like googling what's his best album because I had like ten albums to choose from. And Harvest always came up, so okay, I'll listen to Harvest, and it was good. I liked it, and I liked it enough. So I, I thought in my mind, I was like, I'm going to keep everything else <laughs> that I have by Neil Young because Harvest is at least good. And then the more I listened, I was like, holy fuck, this is even better. This is even better. This is even better, and it just got better yeah. and better and better. So. I haven't listened to Harvest since like, we started collecting, but I I don't remember being bad. I remember being like good. I remember. No, like, it's not. Like, it's not bad. It's not bad at all. But throwing it up against pretty much anything from that era, it falls so flat. Damn. I wonder if I would like it better than his his first album though. I like his first album better than Harvest. I think Harvest is the worst from the era for sure. Hmm. Okay. Up until you get to Trans, like it's the worst thing he's done. Oh, Trans so good. Trans is not good. It's That's not debatable. It's not good. Okay. 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 All right. What else you got? Um, uh, Bob Marley, man, his album, uh, his twelfth album <laughs> from June of nineteen eighty, called Uprising. Mm-hmm. This uh, Bob Marley would essentially die like, like very soon after this. So this was his like last album released when he was alive. And they had like another thing released after he was dead that he had been working on, but this is like the last thing that was released when he was alive. And honestly, this is like it's just solid reggae. I'm not like a huge fan of Bob Marley because I think a lot of his stuff is just very pop focused. But yeah, this has Redemption song on it, and Redemption song is like great song, by far none my favorite Bob Marley song. And I think it's just it's just unreal. It is such a it's such a beyond banger. And I don't even care if it's basic cliche, whatever. It's such a good fucking song. And this yeah. this album is just only just like it's a good like I said it's a good reggae album it's a good mix of solid catchy reggae pop songs that Marley did really well but then also has like a couple of like really really good songs like Could You Be Loved that song Could You Be Loved Oh yeah loved? that's a good song it's a good pop song dope song dude it's, it's just a, a killer song. dance song like it's, yeah. it's just it flows really nicely that that could have been I mean that could have been like a good disco song if if somebody recorded it like the Bee Gees recorded in the seventies because it's that danceable. It's yeah. fantastic, and apparently he had been working it. on he had been working on Redemption song for a while, like a year, at least a year, a year and a half. And when the label asked him for more songs, he had he had pretty much come up with like Uprising almost in its entirety minus Redemption song, and the label kept saying like we need like just one or two more. He's like, well, I think the, the album's complete, and they're like, no, nah, we need like one more. And he pulls like Redemption song out of his pocket and fucking blows them out of their water, melts their minds. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he's so good. That's so cool. That's that is really badass. Good. I think it's his only studio like acoustic track too. Just no reggae whatsoever. Just really damn personal. It's just oh, it's an unreal song. It's so good. It's fantastic. 
but yeah, Uprising. It's a good. It's a good. It's a good album. I like it. Probably right. my last. Probably my last Bob Marley. Unless I find something really cheap. And this. How many like, do you have? Like three of his records. I think I have four records now. Oh okay. All right. None of which I paid more than fifteen dollars for. Yeah, I wouldn't pay more than fifteen from Marley. But like, dude, if I saw Bob Marley for ten dollars, like I'm gonna pick it up. Like ten bucks. Yeah. Like this was ten That's bucks. True. Ten bucks. It's a great deal. It's a great deal. And like Grace had a bunch of Bob Marley for ten bucks, and I went there. Like, why the fuck did nobody pick this up? He says, "I don't know. I I, I don't know. We saw it in Chicago and Elton John all the fucking time. Nobody picks this up. I don't know." <laughs> like he like took it to heart. He was all mad about it. <laughs> why do I people too. buy Elton John in Chicago? I I don't know. And leave ten dollar Bob uh, Marleys. I don't fucking get it. It's so backwards. It's so annoying. It's so fucking frustrating. So irritating. So yeah, get into it. It's a good album. Uh, next one. Is half hour power, baby. Some forty one. Oof. This is Oof. Uh, music on vinyl pressing. I think it sounds great. I love it. This is, uh, I guess, what is this? Like their first album we decided, or their debut EP? Yeah, it's their first album. It's See, it's like, a it's long enough to be a full length. It is long like enough Buddha, because it's Buddha thirty game. minutes. But these deliberately had they added silence to make it thirty minutes, which which kind of leads me to believe that they wanted this to be like an LP. Like why? Because yeah. why would you add silence to the end of an EP? Like nobody does that. Nobody would yeah, care. Yeah, that's true. It's and an this album. is um, yeah. This is this is their first album, and it's so goddamn good, man. The opening track, right? Grab the devil mm-hmm. by his horn and fuck him in the ass, dude. <laughs> it's such a perfect opener to an album, and the rest of this shit just really rides the line of fantastic pop punk with really fun and exciting metal type stuff, and it's mm-hmm. just, dude. This is a, this is this is phenomenal stuff. I love this album. Love this pressing. Glad I got it. What's the, uh, is there, is it a black variant? Yeah. Ah, okay. That's still yeah, red. Everything else about it is kind of cool. It's a gatefold. Got some inserts in there that are eh, worthy, but um, it is pricey. Yeah, is I know. I, I want it, but I don't want to, I don't want to get it for that much. Yeah. It's a bit much. I feel like 30 would be like the most I would pay for this if I, if I wasn't like working at a record store yeah. now. Get them fat yeah. hookups. Oh well, me! I mean, it is an import as well. I mean, everything music on vinyl is an, is imported, so right. Maybe that that's why it's more expensive. But who knows? You're probably driving the price up at least twenty percent, maybe. Yeah, I think that's safe to say. Yeah, I'm coming. All right. Well, that's all. That's all my non-purge pile stuff. Now we're gonna get into all the peepees goodies. here. Yeah. Ah, the peepees. Mm-hmm. You got a lot of peepees. I got a lot of peepees here for reals. Um, I guess I'll just I'll start here. Pat Benatar. Her album, Crimes of Passion. This is her second album from 1980. Uh-huh. It says, uh, hit me with your best shot on it, right? That's a good song. It's a good song. It's not a great song, but it's a good, it's a good song. I get why people like her. I, I do. I think her voice is great. The music is a, is a weird mesh of like hard pop rock with like subtle punk undertones. And yeah, yeah. I, I understand why people love her. I just don't think it goes anywhere. I think the solos are great, the melodies were solid, but nothing here to really make me want more. I really wanted to like this too. I kept it, I listened to it because she's so iconic. She's so influential. She's done so many things. But damn, man, I don't know. Were you hoping it was going to be like a blondie thing? Yeah, I was. going to be kind of blown away? I was, yeah. But she's just so, like, Pat Benner is so fucking cool. She's just like this hardworking, tough son bitch, right? And she's just so fucking cool. But damn, her music is just kind of mediocre. I think it's her husband, right, is the one who is the guitar player. I think, her, maybe. I think he. I think he's the the guitar player. I just know been, that I she like the 80s. she grew up working for a living. Like she didn't have aspirations to be like a, a rock star until she was working at like a bank, and it was just one day you like you know what fuck this this is dumb I'm gonna be a rock star, and then like slummed it until it happened, <laughs> and that's dope. I like that. Dude, what song is it? Love is a battlefield. Love is a battlefield. Yeah. Is that the name of it, or is it We Are Young? I don't even know what the name of it is. But We are young. Yeah, that fun song. The on fire. Yeah, she actually covered fun. Uh, but no, that song is fucking, oh, that song is so good. Her voice is amazing on that song. I just think this Love is it. just, I don't know, it's okay. I, I have nothing negative to say about this, but I didn't keep this because I had nothing really overly positive to say. Yeah, and if you're never going to really though. listen to it again. I for sure would never listen to this again. All right, sounds good. What else you got? Um, this other group called Jojo Gun. Have you heard of Jojo Gun? No, I've not. This was uh, this was a hard rock band from the L.A. area, in, like the seventies. 
Um, All right. Listening to this, there's a couple of these songs. I was like, oh, shit, I know this song. Just, you know, when you get those, we come across those records, and you're like, holy fuck, I know this song. And you never yeah. can make the connection to JoJo Gun. I've, yeah, but, I've seriously never heard of that. But the music is very, very reminiscent of Grand Funk, but without the excitement and pizzazz. And a little more like traditional rock and roll sound there. Still like still solid mm-hmm. stuff, but I'm never going to go back to this. But it was it was fun to listen to just because it was in good condition. And I got it like for free. And I was like, okay, this is a, like on, on Wikipedia and stuff, they listed them as hard rock. So yeah. like, okay, hard rock from the 70s. Maybe I'm going to get some like cool, I don't know, pre-Van Halen gym from, I don't know. I don't know mm-hmm. what I was thinking. But no, this was not it. But it was kind of fun. I had a good time with it. But no, not going to keep it. That's why no. it's in the PP. No. This one, this one is my second time listening to this, hoping for something more. So fool me once, I guess. But Billy Idol, Rebel Yell, his <laughs> second album from 83. I've already had this album before, and I listened to it, and I didn't like it. It starts off with Rebel Yell, which Rebel Yell is a perfect song. It's a banger. It's a good through. one, yeah. It is a no. It is a perfect song. It is fantastic. Oh. Just zip your lip like a padlock if you have nothing nice to say. Okay, Kesha. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I don't know. Like this, the second time I've, I went through this, I felt the same way. I just I said, "Damn, man." There's a couple tracks here and there that are that are fine, too good, but everything else is just weak and really lame. And I read like I, I read this funny story that Billy Idol was fighting with the label over the master tapes for this album. And he actually tried to steal the tapes from the recording studio, but he stole oh, the wrong rad. ones. He stole the wrong <laughs> ones. So he had to like, go back to the studio with his tail between his legs and put the master tapes back from something else. And then that's how he got wow. caught, like, trying to steal his own tapes. So that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> but I did see I, like I did see Billy Idol live like 10 or 15 years ago at Pachanga, the casino. That's right, you did, yeah. Dude, and let me tell you, this guy, he was old back then, but he put on a fantastic show. Absolute killer show. He's a fantastic front man, and it was really fun. And I know a handful of songs, but now I have a, a, a comp that I have like White Wedding on and stuff, so I don't really need any more Billy Idol. But this was disappointing because it gets like really good reviews, and honestly, it was just—is it, it was more just like new wave, more new wave than every song than on the album besides Rebel Yell was nothing like Rebel Yell. That sucks. <laughs> and that's why it was so irritating because Rebel Yell, I think, is so goddamn good. But everything else on there does not rock as hard. There's no aggression to it. And yeah, it's just dumb, like new wave 80s shit. Don't care. How disappointing. How Very disappointing. disappointing. Again. I guess now you can just buy the single. You could buy the single of Rebel Yell and you're set. Man, if I, could, if I could find a single of like Rebel Yell and White Wedding just like together, I'll buy it. That'd be White pretty sick. Wedding. <laughs> so good. <laughs> All right, yeah, and then uh, this is my last PP here, but uh, ZZ Top, baby, Trace Hombres. Ah, yes. I have like I have like five ZZ Top albums, and I just I said, you know what? I'm just gonna listen to their most popular. And I I I just typed in like best ZZ Top albums or ZZ Top albums ranked, and I did like an aggregate of the top one from like five different sites. And almost like unanimously, it was Trace Hombres. This is their third album, 1973. This has like Lagrange on it, and uh, like first of all, I, I agree that Billy Gibbons is—he's a stupid good guitar player. Like I think he's mm-hmm. absolutely fantastic. Guy can like transition from really clean and like big production sounding Memphis blues to a more jumpy and kind of like bouncy Texas style blues, and and he can shred. He keeps my attention. I like him a lot. But, dude, this is this record is this record is so mediocre. It's not even funny. There's even ballad songs on this that are just bad. <laughs> they're just what they're year bad. Was this? They're not even. This is seventy three. Oh fuck! I yeah, didn't this really, was, didn't realize they've been around for that long. This is pre. Wow. This is their third album too. Their wow. his first band was called like the Walking Sidewalks or something, and that was like late sixties. But even like Hendrix said that that he was like a massive fan of Billy Gibbons. So like Billy Gibbons is a fantastic guitar player, top fifty yeah. for sure, hands down. And like the Grange, like the Grange is that's a fucking beyond banger that, of a song. That's a cool I love song. that song. That's a really it's good song. so good. I couldn't even get through Trace Ombres. So the Grange is the second or third track on side two. I stopped it without even listening to the last song on side A because I just couldn't take it anymore. Flipped it and went right to Lagrange and then 
threw this in the garage in the cell pile because I just cannot take this album. This album is bad. <laughs> it's not good. It's just not. I don't even care. Uh, all right, all right. Yeah. So then, so that leads me that leads me to my my pick of the week, and uh, this was weird because I only kept this one because I think the cover is really cool and it's mm. in really really good condition. Like cover jacket, it comes with the original sleeve. The record's in fantastic condition. That's why I kept it. And then the re- the, the the outer edge looks really cool. So I listened to it. I don't know why, but uh, but I'm glad I did because this album is just this album is solid blues rock with a little edge. The ZZ Top edge being kind of uh, better than normal guitar playing over just very simple like blues rock tunes. And this mm-hmm. album has them throwing down basic blue blues rhythms that are just a dime a dozen. But in that sort of like simplicity, we hear some good Billy Gibbons chops. And it reminds me of like why I like George Thorogood so much because it's easily digestible, like blues music wise. And it's well above average, but it's just fun. I and mean, everything just sounds like he's having fun. And I didn't get that from Trace Ombres. I got like an output where they're trying really hard to kind of keep their roots, but then still kind of shred and show off. But this album's Easy Top Deguello. This was the first album that they had already been popular. They weren't popular during Trace Ombres. They didn't get popular until after that. And so Deguello was like the first album they put out that had like keyboards, that had some electronic stuff in it. And this is just them like experimenting with sounds and just kind of like having a good time. Okay. And um, I love this. Like Steve Ray Vaughan, for sure. He's essentially the Texas blues king, like straight oh, up. Oh, for sure. That's for sure. that's hands down. But I, but I do I do think that Gibbons brings more fun to it. I, you can I can tell that that Gibbons just has a little bit more fun, a little bit more a little more laughter behind his guitar playing. Again, yeah, not nearly as yeah. good as, as Steve Ray Vaughan, but a little bit more like fun and blue collar sounding. I I totally I agree with you on that. The bit of ZZ Top I've heard, I I agree with you, but. He doesn't. I mean, he's great, but I don't. He still doesn't have the chops of uh, of Steve Ray Vaughan either. But no, I mean, Steve Ray Vaughan. That's not many people do. Yeah, no. <laughs> but, Billy, but, but Billy Gibbons, Gil, Gibbons, Bill Gibbons, dude's fantastic. <laughs> he is so good. And there's a bunch of cool like soundscapes here too. Like apparently Gibbons was watching the Phil Donahue show, and a guest had their identity hidden using silhouettes and a voice phase shifter. You know, like they do in like the '90s shows yeah, and shit. Yeah. But I guess it was like a weird thing that he had not seen before. And so he had his manager call the Phil Donahue show and ask what effect they were using to do that. And the, and the people at the show were like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, I don't know. This is just a computer thing. And so they after got back and forth for a long time. And he finally found out what it was and then told Billy. And that's what they use for like some of the music on this album. Hmm. And like that's, like, that's weird. That's just a weird. But that's like fun. You know, you hear something you're like, wow, I want to I want to replicate that sound. And mix yeah. it with my own personal sound to create something different, and I like that kind of uh, I like that kind of ingenuity, but still keeping his honesty because he's still playing like the same Billy Gibbons stuff. I, that's mm. re- that's actually really cool. I like that. A little more Dude, experimental then, than I was expecting from him, and then or from ZZ this Top. is this is kind of cool. So their producer uh, Bill Ham for this album and a lot of their other albums too. He's like the mastermind of, of of ZZ Top. He produced like their biggest albums. He co-wrote a lot of their songs. He managed the band. He created the image of the beards and shit, all that. Hmm. And then he even found like the live talent so they could play li- live with them and they could, you know, twirl their guitars and do all their other stupid shit they did. God, it's so <laughs> stupid. <laughs> but uh, this is the crazy fact was his wife, Cecile, was murdered in the year 2000 and the killer was caught like five weeks later and then executed in shit. Texas like a decade later. And then, like, reading about her death was just so fucking disturbing. And I won't even, like, really? mention the killer's name or anything, but, dude, like, that was, I don't know why I was even reading about it, because I hate doing that, because it fucking creeps me out. And But, damn, yeah. dude, it was it was some nasty shit. And they were, like, interviewing the guy that killed her, and just how, how unremorseful this dude was. But, uh, yeah. As, but, yeah, but this guy, Bill Hamm, like, he was instrumental in the development of ZZ Top. And he also discovered, managed, and helped uh, Clint Black. So that's... No, the comedian, and, or, like... No, not, I'm thinking Louis Black. I'm thinking of Louis Black. Oh, Louis wow, Black. Oh, that'd be even that'd be even more <laughs> impressive. <laughs> I was like, wow, that's a huge jump from ZZ Top to Louis Black. Um, but I don't even know who Clint yeah, Black man. is. Hey, you do. But that's fine. I don't know. I'm it's not as big into country as you are, so you know who fucking your mom listened to Clint Black. She might have. She's not guarantee you she did. But my mom was more into like nineties pop country. Not I'm 
pretty sure like Clint Black was like 80s to 90s pop country. Was he? Okay, I don't know. Maybe she does. Maybe she does. Maybe she did. I don't know. Okay. All right. So, uh, so do you want me to play the song? Your pick? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so my pick is "Cheap Sunglasses" uh, by ZZ Top from their album Deguello. Why did you Why did you link me to the greatest hits and not the album? Because there's no album on Spotify. Oh, okay. Is there a reason for that? <laughs> I couldn't find one, but it was super annoying. No. Okay. Well, never mind. Okay, so here's uh, Cheap Sunglasses from the ZZ Tops. When you wake up in the morning and the light has hurt your head, the first thing you do when you get up out of bed is hit that streets are running and try to beat the masses. Go get yourself some cheap sunglasses. Cheap sunglasses from ZZ Top. So wait, so now I'm confused. Are you keeping this record? Are you purchasing? Yeah, it? I'm keeping this. Oh, okay, because I mean, then why did you go with your your PP? <laughs> because I wanted to build up how much I hate ZZ Top, and then get into oh, okay, wow, okay, I was okay, fucking okay. surprised because I almost didn't listen to this. Okay, because I okay. hated Trace Ombre so much. But then if you get into like some of the true Yeds, some some of the true ZZ Top Yeds. Their mm-hmm. favorite album is this one, not like Trace Ombres. So, like Rolling okay. Stone's favorite album is Trace Ombres, but some of the True Yeds. So, like it just goes to show you, like you never really know. Yeah, I mean, really listening to this again, like I liked it a little bit more, but I really don't like his vocals. I think the drumming in the song is fucking awesome. Some great stuff going on there, but his vocals kill it for me. I, I just, it's tough. He's just he's a goofball. This is a goofball I mean, band. I mean, listen to the lyrics. The lyrics are stupid yeah. shit. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> it's a joke song. Isn't that, that it keyboard was part? That doo, doo, doo. Yeah. Like when I listened to that, I said, dude, I know this sample. Like I know some hip hop group has used this sample. Like it was, I knew who it was on the tip of my tongue. I couldn't figure it out. It was EPMD. Oh, really? No yeah. shit. Like I, I knew that fucking sample. I was like, God damn, I cannot believe. And that was just so cool to me too. Like on their Strictly Business album. I was like, damn, that, that's record? cool that they use like a ZZ Top fucking riff. I don't know. That is pretty cool. fucking red. Pretty cool. I, I really I do need, like I this album. I want to get that song, album. But sorry, continue. What? If you, I mean, if you just, I know you listened to Fandango, right? Yeah, yeah. Fandango sucked. Yeah. And Trace Ombre's, mm, don't listen to that one. But if you ever just feel, you know, I'm going to give ZZ Top one more try. Give this one a try. Listen to this one. All right. Yeah. I think I will. I think I will. I liked it a lot. I'm definitely going to keep it. All right. So it's not in your purge pile. It's not in your PP. Nope. Just Trace Ombres. Just Trace Ombres. Okay. All right. So you got anything else uh, vinyl-wise or anything? Uh, no, that's it. That's all. All right. So uh, I don't have a ton of stuff. I don't have a I don't have a uh, PP. Um, <laughs> that, that, so is that stu- funny to you? You it think that's sounds, funny? It's so stupid. <laughs> it's so It's so... I feel like I am, yeah, after saying that. Um, so I just have uh, bangers here. And uh, we're going to start with Jimmy World. Uh, Bleed American, their fourth record from 
2001. Finally got this one. It finally was like fairly cheap. It's always been like, you know, between 80 bucks and like $130 or some shit like that. It's never, ever cheap, but it, I've, I think you got a copy too off Amazon. Yeah. Or is it still in your cart? No, I, 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 I pulled the trigger super quick, which I really yeah. shouldn't have because even at like the, the store I work at now, Rock This Town Records, they have like Huge a ton of copies out. there. Huge shout out. They have a ton of copies there. So had I, but like I didn't, I wasn't working at the just time. Just don't, so don't know. Yeah. But like this is, this is an album that you, I'm not going to gamble with. I know this album is too fucking good. I, yeah, I, I think this is a really this is a really awesome pressing. I I really have no issues with it. I mean, outside of the, I mean, the songs that themselves are fucking amazing. Um, it's not a quiet record. It's it's just it's a well balanced sounding record. I, I dig it a lot. There's there's two bonus songs. There's um, I forgot the name of the song now. What? It's a demo from the record, and then uh, a li- a demo version of uh, Sweetness. I don't Which have the really sweetest cool. demo. I just have the. the oh, you don't? The, no, I just have the whatever that other one song is that I've never yeah, heard I can't of. Even until think of the name I of the song. Did it? But no, yeah, I don't mine has the, the sweetest, sweetest demo because the sweetest demo is better than the the album version. Well, I wouldn't say it's better. It's just really. No, you good. would say that. You should say that. You probably need to say that because it is. <laughs> it's not. It's really good. It's really fucking good. But uh, yeah, so I got that one. I mean, it's a great record. If you see it, pick it up. If you've never heard it. I don't know where the fuck you've been. It made me want to twenty three years. It, it made me want to jam to get it faster again. Ah, oh, dude, we haven't played that song in a long time because we always play <sighs> the middle. We always play the middle. I know, but, but we, we don't have a third person. We need a third person to do the the. I guess we don't really need to. No, we don't need it. I mean, it's only that one. It's only the bridge where you need the two people. But then when the drums come back in and then they're still doing it, oh, it's, it's money. It's like butter. It's really good. Oh, dude, I love that song. <laughs> it's such an easy song too. <laughs> it's only four notes, four chords. Uh, it's good. Good song. Uh and it's fun to sing, you know, the woes. <laughs> good stuff. It's so obnoxious. But uh the next three, next three records here. I, I got from the Fat Rec Fat Records site. Uh they're I guess they repressed a bunch of their shit or at least or maybe found a bunch of stuff in their warehouse and they just are selling a bunch of cool stuffs. Uh you I know I know you you didn't buy any of these. You're dragging your feet. I don't know why. It's still there in my uh, cart. I'm looking at it right cart, now. I'm you looking at it them. right now. And the thing with Fat Records, man, all their shit is so cheap. I know. It, they never go, nothing ever goes on sale, but it doesn't need to because it's so cheap. So, uh, this first one here I got is uh, The War on Errors, Errorism. Uh, this one came out in 2003. It's a very politically driven album because, you know, it's George Bush and War in Iraq and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but I, I haven't listened to this record since we did a No Effects episode, uh, which was, I don't even know the last time we did No Effects on the pod. But I don't go back to this record very often, but this one's really good. I, it, I guess it's kind of grown on me. I, I, I think when you when you take this record out and you just listen to it as a single thing and, and, and not in the context of the like a, a listen through of all their records, it's so much better. There's some really, really good stuff on this on this album. I, I it's solid. It's really uh, that's good. probably true. Honestly, because I, I always think that like the war on aerism is just a good middle ground between Pump of the Valium and then like the full pop punk album Wolves in Wolves Clothing. Yeah. And I mean so, like, it kind the of War on always falls to the wayside though. But you're you're right. Like there is really good songs on there. There's some great stuff on here. Like the idiots are taking over. Like Mike's bass playing on that song is so the bass line in that song is so cool. It's fucking awesome. Um I mean, what what is it? Franco on American. That song's not that great, but it's a fine yeah, pop punk song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Franco on American uh, so good. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, so the other one, the other two, I got, I got twenty twenty two songs that weren't good enough to go on our other albums. So this is a compilation, and the title explains it all. It's obviously not the full thing because it's only twenty two songs rather than forty six songs. Uh, but it's uh, it's just really good. I mean, even their B sides are good. No effects rarely put out anything bad except for their first record and then their last two records. Otherwise, everything else is pretty damn good. But it I has, think you'd agree with me on that. It has like one of their best songs on it too. It does, which so, is Path of Least Resistance. There you go. It, I'd say it's that wait, is it their best song? Yeah, it's I mean, their it's, best song. 
It's, it's their best song. Even if it's not, yeah. it's, it's, it's for so sure top good. three, top two. It might be their best. And it was also the first No Effects song I ever heard. Yeah, that was, I think that, that was the first No Effects song I ever heard and remembered for sure. Yeah, from Punkarama. Hell yeah. <sighs> so good. Oh, we did the Punkarama episode a couple months ago. So yeah. go listen to that. Anybody listening out, go listen to that episode. And uh, this, uh, this last one I got from the website is uh, The Longest EP. So this is uh, it's a double LP. I think it's maybe, I have to say, I think like 12 of their EPs all on, all on this. It's pretty much all their EPs from when they started up until like 2017 or something like that. And uh, it's really cool because like now I don't have to go out and get the 7 inches and, or the 10 inches or anything like that. Everything's all consolidated onto this one, onto these two LPs, and it's fucking great. And I really like the songs off the Koki the Clown EP. The EP is really good. The album, the Koki the Clown album is terrible, but the Koki the Clown EP is awesome, and all the songs are on there. And uh, yeah, this is this is this is a really good compilation. I, it's so rad that they did this for people like you and I, even though you're probably not going to get this because I don't like the early punk stuff. I just think it's I don't like it at all. But it's only a few of the EPs. That's don't it. like it at all. When most of, most of the the stuff is just from the '90s up until I think like two thousand. 2017 or something it's worth getting it's like 20 bucks dude <laughs> it's yeah, like so 20 cheap. bucks man it's so fucking cheap and their but, shipping uh, rate is like six dollars for like fucking five records yeah exactly they're, they're, like, you gotta pull the trigger i know it's just stupid that you haven't done it yet uh, no idea you buy I a lot no you buy excuse. a lot of stupid shit that is also true so you should just do it god damn it's fucking good and 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 the it, it's a gatefold and uh, it has it, it kind of break it break actually breaks down every single EP and who was who played on the EP and like a tiny little backstory about each EP that's on this compilation. So it's actually the packaging is top notch. It's excellent, excellent packaging and liner notes, all that kind of stuff. It's fucking solid. So I highly recommend it. Anybody listening. Go to the Fat Record website and buy the longest EP. It's well worth the price. So that leads me to my pick of the week. And it comes from the band Slipknot. So we've talked about Slipknot a lot, but not really this version of Slipknot. This is their, they call it their demo, but this is kind of their first album. It's called Mate, Feet, Kill, Repeat. It's never been officially pressed on vinyl. Uh, so this is a bootleg it's on a cool green variant. I got this from Germany and it got here in less than two weeks. And I was <laughs> very surprised at how quickly it got here. The packaging was a little shoddy. It looked like it came out straight out of the early 90s, like the brown tape. And it just, it was barely held together. But the album itself, everything was in pristine condition. Uh, I mean, it sounds, it doesn't sound great, but those recordings never sounded great. So... I have no no issues with this at all. Um, and if you don't know about this, this is pre-Corey Taylor. This is pre... Uh, anything you know about Slipknot was kind of... Anything you know about Slipknot... Oh, fuck, what am I trying to say here? <laughs> it's, I just like totally had a brain fart. I, th- I, think, I think most people know Slipknot with Corey Taylor. Yeah, with Corey Taylor. The much heavier stuff. But this album has, throws out like funk and disco and and death metal and it's just it's a weird record it's a really really weird album and their original singer anders kolsefni i think that's how you pronounce his name uh he doesn't sound really anything like anything like Corey taylor at all and honestly the only person that's still in the band who played on this record is clown the percussionist the only surviving member of this of this um of this album and i mean joey and paul gray passed away so yeah it's it's crazy it's 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 definitely a departure but the song that i chose uh is is only is the song only one so they actually recorded this twice after after this album they recorded it as a demo with Corey after Corey joined the band and then they recorded it officially for the self-titled record and all three versions sound different from one another especially this version uh like i said because anders is the vocalist Corey wasn't even in the band at the time so I'm going to play a little bit of the this version of Only One from Slipknot. Pain, 
sitting on my back, trying to relax. Think about the facts and the cracks running through the back of vision and thought about the war. To be fine, but trying to mend the right still, I get no thanks. They say they mean no disrespect, but this is an effect. I take the heart to part, I play every day, uninformed is one thing. Stupid is another, keep putting your mouth, but don't call me counter. I'm trying to find someone on my side, just banging heads all the time, starts to cry. original version of only one from Slipknot. I think it's cool. I, I think it's a cool version of it. And somebody in the comments said that this is like the Pantera version of only one. And I totally hear it now. Oh, yeah, I can see that. <laughs> like that guitar tone is very, very dime bag in the 90s. It's good, though. I like it's it. It's a cool song. I mean, it's a cool song. I, I, I don't know. Everything Slipknot does. I'm, I should say everything. A lot of what they, they do, do is good. I like a lot, even though I make fun of them a lot, rightfully so. <laughs> but you pretty much make fun of them because of their image, not because of their music, necessarily. Yeah, oh yeah, I 100% make fun of them because of their image, because it's stupid. <laughs> it is kind of <laughs> cheesy. Um, have you, you've listened to this this record, right? I'm pretty sure you have. I think I have at some point, but I, I mean, it had to have just been because you told me to listen to it. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, I don't even know how, but, like, Interloper is my favorite Slipknot song. And I still, it had to have been through you. There's, I knew nobody else my entire life who ever would lead me on to listen to Slipknot besides you. At some True, point, yeah. like, I remember listening to Interloper, like, at Ryan's house, though. But it's like, in, Interloper is like a demo from the self-titled record. Like, it doesn't make sense. It's not even part, it's not even a part of that record. That's what it's I'm saying. only like, a demo from it. So it had to have been my, through me. That's my earliest Slipknot song is Interloper, and so I still weird. love it. It's fantastic. I fucking love that song, too. But yeah, this song, was, this song was amazing. I, I, was this a bootleg, you said, or not a bootleg? No, it's a bootleg. They never pressed it on vinyl. They only ever made, uh, one, they only made a thousand CD copies of it at the time, and those CD copies go for like $1,000. If you, if you can find really? an actual, yeah, if you can find an actual original oh copy, because there's a lot of bootleg CD copies. But if you can actually find an OG one, yeah, they go for like a thousand dollars of a CD. It's fucking crazy shit. But <clears throat> yeah, this is a this is a crazy time for the band. I mean, they were uh, they they released this re- this particular record on Halloween in nineteen ninety six, and they played a record release show in in Iowa, uh, and they played this album. And dude, I it's, it's fucking it's crazy. It's fucking crazy. It would have been so cool to see the band in this incarnation of it. It, it. it would have been super rad. But, you know, in 1996, I was nine years old. I was not going to go to a Slipknot show in Iowa. So, eh. um, Maybe. yeah, I don't know. That, that's all I got. That's all I got for my vinyl. No, had, and my, my there were some bangers there. There were some bangers there. There some amazing songs, amazing albums. So, yeah. Uh, let's move on. Uh, we'll wrap it up real quick with uh, some new music. And the first thing here is from Sean Paul and Gwen Stefani. I only put this on here because we just did Gwen Stefani last week. But they put out a new song called Light My Fire. And did you listen to these either of these songs? I fucking totally forgot about it. So right now. That's fine. What's, <laughs> that's fine. It, it happens like every week, but that's fine. Um, but no, this song fucking sucks. I mean, I've never oh. been a fan of Sean Paul. But Gwen Stefani's more like a guest artist on this one. It's not really her song. It's just stupid. It's not good. It's not good at all. But uh, the next one here comes from M.I.A., our girl, our, our girl M.I.A. She put out a new, new song called The One, and it's fine. I don't know how often I'd ever go back to it. I don't think it has any of the, the punch of her first couple records. 
because I think like her last record was so lackluster and just didn't really do anything for me. It was very run of the mill, and that's how this song is too. It, it's so forgettable. So whatever. Well, it's hoping you makes listen, sense. But I guess not. I forgot. We only do. Well, listen to the songs. Bingo, bingo, bongo. All right. So the last thing here, uh, if you don't know already, uh, we're, we're big soccer guys. And uh, Real Madrid won the Champions League final against Liverpool. So it was my team versus Jeff te- Jeff's team. And, of course, my team won because they're, the, they're the best. Again. So I just kind of wanted to rub that in. Every time every time these, these two teams play, just the Real Madrid always just seems to win. <laughs> but see, the last so. time, I don't know if you remember, Madrid won in like the last two minutes of the match with Sergio Ramos. Hit, got that header into the goal to win the entire match, like in the 93rd minute or some shit like that. So that was some crazy shit. I remember I remember Gareth Bale doing like yeah. a bicycle kick. I think he did do a bicycle kick, yeah. Right? It was a pretty wild game from what I remember. That was like in 2017, oh, yeah. I think. Yeah. And we went to the brewery to go watch, that brewery to watch, Tustin yep. Brewing Company or something. Even, yeah. even friend of the pod, uh, Mike, was there, right? Yeah. Yeah, he was there. He just wanted to drink the beer. Yeah, he yeah he only drinks it for the taste. Yeah, he he just wanted to taste beers that day and watch a sport that he hates. So, <laughs> <laughs> what a fun day for him. Yeah, but it was <laughs> it was it was a good match. It was solid. Um, when I say solid, it was like one sided, and I don't know how the fuck Real Madrid possibly pulled it off with such with two shots on goal. One of them went in. No, one shot on goal. Two shots, one shot on goal. Oh, dude, that's and just then so fucking dumb. Dude. Liverpool, I think Liverpool had 19 shots and 11 shots on goal. That's yeah, just, that's that's so stupid. That's so stupid. That's so annoying. It's crazy one-sided. I, I, I couldn't. I mean, honestly, Madrid didn't deserve to win it. They really didn't. But you know, when you have a world-class goalkeeper like Courtois, yeah. I just, I just hope that that. Either like Salah says, you know what, guys, you need to pay me a billion dollars or I'm going to leave. Or he just points <laughs> at who he wants gone and they leave because this is not, dude, this is like his, his best years of his life are being completely wasted. Yeah. He's yeah. not even in the fucking World Cup for God's sakes. Come on. No, it's insane. I'd be it's so insane. pissed if I was the best player of soccer player on earth and like well, I'd lose everything. Ronaldo's the best, but that's fine. Right now, Mohamed Salah is the best soccer player on earth right now. All right, facts. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, do we have anything else on uh, on soccer or records or any shit like that? Nope. Post Malone album drops next week, so listen to that. Well, I'm not excited for that one, but okay. I'll give it a listen. I'll give it a spin. Give it a spin. Twelve carat headache. <laughs> All right. So, thank you all for listening. Go to Apple Podcasts. Give us five stars. You know, you know the drill. All that good stuff. Keep listening, and uh, yeah, that's it. That's all. Almost one. Almost one.